Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. Hi, everybody. This is Event Brew. Uh, my name is Nick Borelli from Borelli Strategies, and I am really excited to talk to you today uh, with uh, another member of the Brew Crew as we discuss uh, something that is really, really uh, important uh, to align yourself with at the beginning of the year uh, or the end of the year, depending on when you listen to this. Uh, and I'm really excited to have with me... Mr. Will Curran from Endless Events in the House. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, the two of us today. Um, yeah, we've, we've had this duo before. before. Yeah, let's oh, let's yeah, see if we I can. So, yeah, yeah, let's see if we can uh, not uh, get to the four minute mark before we talk about what we're supposed to and, and skip conversations <laughs> around Star Wars and Watchmen and Mandalorians and <laughs> oh, Baby Yoda. So many minefields I just threw out, but we're just going to jump over those. Yes, uh, definitely to... some some minefields. Nick, what, what are you <laughs> drinking today? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I I, I want to say eggnog uh, really bad, and I had some earlier today, um, actually, with my son. Um, but it's not that because I have one last real full day left uh, of my uh, of my year. Uh, so I am having Monsters Rehab Peach Tea and Energy. So technically, there's some tea up in that. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like, I like that tea element. Uh, I think Tui and I will. What what what's the tea element? Like one percent? Oh boy! 2%? I mean, I think it's probably well, some sort of chemical tea derivative, and not likely tea. <laughs> Brewed tea is the number one ingredient. Filtered water, black tea, solids. So let's say it's maybe twenty percent tea, right? Yeah, May, sure. That's that's nice, right? Well, Tui, Tui and I approve twenty percent of that drink. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure nothing but the best uh, tea goes into the can of Monster Energy drink. Absolutely. Just the finest leaves across uh, mm. all valleys. Um, <laughs> it was a good well, year, uh, too, by the way. I just had, uh, I sniffed the nose of it, and I was like, man, what a, what a great year for uh, Monster Energy drink, speech tea. <laughs> just all the different flavors that they have. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of tea, I just got back from my uh, Ireland trip, and um, along the way, I've discovered a tea um, in a tea shop in Carlingford, Ireland, which is north of Dublin, and I found a little tea shop. Um, it was very lovely, and well, it's, and by tea shop, I mean like it's a place you sit down to have tea and lunch and things like that. But they had this amazing what they called Supreme Earl Grey tea, um, and it's it's crazy. It's got this like aroma of chocolate with it, and it's absolutely delicious. Um, I'm I'm probably going to go through the entire bag like just in this holiday break um, because it's so good. It has See, a, like It's almost like you're having chocolate milk and tea at the same time. So now I'll do that. I'm not a big beer person, but uh, I will have a chocolate stout here and there, and, and that region of the world ends up oh, doing yeah. some of the best of those. So oh my gosh, maybe yeah, there is something to be said about that area of the world and there uh, the way that they do you know more of an adult version of a cho- chocolate drink oh definitely definitely i mean like yeah uh if you ever had a peanut butter stout before oh wow i wish i have uh, 
they have one. There's a, 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 a brewery here called Sleeping Dog Brewery, and they do the most amazing peanut butter stout. It's so good that it's almost dangerous because it just it doesn't even taste like beer. It just tastes like you're drinking like a milk, a peanut butter chocolate shake. Um, yeah, some of those drinks I try to stay away from because, uh, you know, like I, I I don't know. Most of the time I drink uh, like uh, neat scotch, so I'm very aware of what I'm drinking. Um, but yeah, like the, there's literally a fruit loop flavored vodka. I think that they're, they're producing more and more alcohol for people who don't like alcohol. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, like I guess, like what happened, like with vaping, right? Like they put oh, so yeah. many like like flavors in just to attract people and disguise the fact of what it really is underneath. Yeah, it's so, all it's all poison at different levels, but you know, life's short to not have anything. Anything in uh, excess can be can be bad. I mean, even listening to too much of Emperor. I mean, like if you listen to like all of our episodes in a year and back to back, I mean that might be a little poisonous too. Yeah, I mean, you're certainly going to be sleep depraved. Uh, there's probably going to be some work that you annoyed by how fast Will talks. <laughs> yeah, then, I used to I used to do that. Uh, full of dust and angst. <laughs> right. For sure, especially with Times Person of the Year. I can't wait to talk to him about that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Calgarians are not big fans. Uh anyways, uh, that's a teaser for something I'm sure that'll come down the line. Um so we we were talking about okay, like what what's an episode that is kind of encompassing of the season, right? You know, and uh, I, I really, you know, I, I I do believe in it's better to give than receive. Um, and as as a parent, I'm going to tell you that like Christmas for the last you know ten years or so prior to being a parent uh, and not being a kid, uh, you know that that window um, wasn't that big of a deal to me. I wasn't really that into it. Um, and again, I just got some presents. I gave some out. It's fine, whatever. But like seeing kids like excitement and build up for it and you know people that really want something or whatever like it makes you just kind of think about like wow giving is fun you know and and it's rewarding mm-hmm. on a lot of different levels even if it's like stuff that they don't need or whatever um but more so like just you know got us thinking i guess along the lines of uh what we can do in the industry to give back and and really how on a lot of levels it's fulfilling um but i would also say like for me um it's 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 baked into my mission um, that I like you can you know, like I, I published mission. Uh, it's also um, really how I've got to be wherever I'm at right now. You know, I'm not not mm-hmm. saying that like whatever, but like in, in, the, in the humblest way, um, I, I am where I'm at in the industry and in my career. Um, mostly, I would say due to the fact of people giving to me uh, their time. Because uh, I am uh, famously a high school graduate, uh, I'm the first in my uh, family not to go to college. So, uh, and the only um, uh, because I just I I really fell into that idea of mentorship. Like once I started in the workforce, I had so many questions, and I was really curious. Which maybe that's the part that is either nature or nurture. Um, but I found myself in an industry, you know, just through happenstance early in my life that, that was like, man, even the most in-demand people who are um, real pros, who are, uh, you know, their time is precious. They really, I think more than more than any industry that I've come across, are willing to give of their time. Uh, mm-hmm. And there just isn't a lot of pretense around it. Maybe hospitality 
being so you know prevalent in our industry is is a reason. I don't know. Have you also been the recipient of that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think uh, you brought up a solid point that like I didn't even really think about, but just the fact that a lot of what my you know quote unquote success comes from is from people giving me and also from me giving as well. Um, and kind of yeah. like goes both ways. Like I'm just trying to think of like all the, like the most like quote unquote selfish, I guess things that would have happened in my career. And you know, those didn't really attribute to what everyone would formally call my success now. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I, I have definitely noticed that, you know, the more you give and you, you help in the industry, the more it returns right on back to you. I think, you know, we talk a lot about associations and I mean, like we're going to probably talk a lot about associations in this one too, but that's very much true part of that. Um, and that volunteerism that kind of comes with it and the, the giving that you put into it, you get it right back for sure. There's, there's an element of karma in there for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that the success of an association, uh, for an individual member really comes down to how much they're willing to put into it. And that's it. I mean, the association itself, I, I would say in some instances, um, isn't as important to what they do. Uh, what matters is, is that they create a, uh, a template um, and, and a, uh, a vision for other people to give uh, of their time and other people to, you know, take and, and, and then have that flip on itself and, you know, and take to give others. As long as they have that kind of shell, then the most of the work is, is done at the level of the member. That's why a lot of people who don't get it, and I've experienced this as someone who's been an association volunteer at the, even at the chapter level, um, someone will say, and I've had this exact thing, and I could picture the person saying it as I, as I say it. I joined up three months ago to your association uh, and I haven't got any business out of it. <laughs> and I said, well, boy, that's not much of a, uh, a, a really a large amount of time to invest in an association to have expectations. Number one, number two. So what are you doing in the association? And he's like, well, <laughs> I, I gave you the dues. And I'm like, well, thank you. Um, but <laughs> that's not going to do as much as you think it's going to do immediately, certainly, but for yourself, uh, unless you're looking to, you know, again, invest in your industry as a whole and you find fulfillment in that or, you know, I mean, there are some sales advantages, et cetera, but it, they're all meager really in comparison to the opportunity to work with people directly and to pick oh, people's yeah, brains. Sure. I mean, for sure. I think the the big part of it's the, the when you volunteer and you get on a board and you help people out and you're, you know, you're, you're actively, I mean, like, yeah, you're. I mean, you're literally not getting paid in, to but be in these associations. No one is. You're literally, it's so the opposite. You're all together. You're putting money in. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, the bonds that are that are built around those uh, opportunities, and, and honestly, like the the equivalent I've done in in a short period of time, uh, in order to produce those kinds of bonds, the only thing I could think of is is like uh, a hackathon, like an external, not an internal one. Where you're like, all right, let's bring people together as as a kind of like a networking exercise in order to accomplish a goal, but we're going to work together towards it. And in in that time, we're going to learn a lot about each other, but not in an environment that it feels selfish. We're, we're going to help other people. I've I've done hackathons where the result is social good, um, you know, like helping out. Uh, like there was one that was a, a hackathon where um, a number of sales and marketing professionals and entrepreneurs came together and. Uh, produce teams to help nonprofits. So like the nonprofits said, these are our problems. Um, 
and then all of you have these skill sets, you know, work together. Well, the upshot is obviously we did social good, you know, which is, this is a good feeling, you know, to use your skills for that reason. But also like we learned a lot about each other in a way that that was disarming because we were, you know, thrown into this, this scenario. Yeah, I, I definitely agree for sure. I mean, yeah, talk about, um, I mean, like, we're not even talking about necessarily the just the purely, you know, selfless fact of getting back. But I mean, like, definitely the 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 benefit you get from the associations, yeah, is that immediate connection that you get. And you, I mean, you bring up such a good point. It accelerates bonding so fast in the relationships that you make. And like, I mean, I mean, just look at it from a, a selfish standpoint. I mean, you join a board and you volunteer, and like, let's say there's a big potential customer on your board. Like you are going to build such a great relationship with them. And if you're able to take your expertise and share your expertise during that, I mean, like to help the association grow, I mean, you're going to see that in like tenfold back for sure. Um, All that FaceTime too. I mean, you, you, you work with people that you know, like, and trust and, and sales environments, you know, like a trade show booth or uh, I mean, they're better than let's say an email or better than a a cold uh, phone call, but they don't really give you that environment designed specifically to know, like, and trust someone like volunteering does like working on something bigger than you does. Um, so again, like I, I'm, I'm trying to convert the people who aren't already converted uh, right now, uh, not speaking to the, the choir because the choir gets it. Uh, so those who haven't already converted, we're talking a little bit about the pragmatic benefits, but it's, yeah. it's bigger than that. I'm curious to know, too, I mean, like our audience um, out there, we respond and let us know, like, how many of you are part of associations? How many of you are not? I, I bet a majority of our uh, probably our audience is probably already in an At association or touching uh, or like aware of them and understand the benefits of them or maybe was part of them at some point. So so probably we're preaching to the choir probably on that end as you bring it's, up. It's the, possible. The, like the I am. Point. Yeah. I mean, I, I am not a, a volunteer with an association currently. Um I had a 12-year streak of doing that, um, and I currently, and I'm sure we'll talk about this as well. I sit on the board of a nonprofit foundation, and I am allowed. I'm now able to give more time there than I had been when I was splitting my time. Um, that is to say that I don't. I, I just I believe in volunteering with associations within the industry as much as I did when I was doing it. Um, I just think there's an ebb and flow into this, and I think that sometimes it's good to, you know, step back and and gain new, new insights. So when you come back to the, you know, table, you can you can bring something new versus simply just staying on forever. Um, and you don't have to be necessarily a a board member to give back to an association either. Or I mean, like I, I do a lot of education with about four different associations currently, um, and I reach and you know and help raise uh hopefully you know and give people tools they need within the association that way so um there's a, there's a lot of different ways to come at it obviously but i think that like ultimately if you're looking to grow your business this year um and you're also looking to say boy i'm really good at something and uh, i want uh i want a way to um you know basically create more good from that consider uh, a lot of opportunities of giving back. And I think that like, well, you, you've probably experienced this because I've been in audiovisual before you, you have the skill set and knowledge to make impact beyond the bottom line with what you do. Have you, have you had opportunities to do that? Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, 
I mean, it's difficult. I mean, like maybe it, there's an opening a can of worms when it comes to the conversation on the audiovisual side. Yeah, but definitely. I mean, like it's such a high skill set, and it's there's a reason why. I mean, engineers get paid a lot of money to be able to do this stuff is because it's really complex, and you know, it's definitely the tool, the pool of talent is very, very small. But I think one of the the issues that kind of run into it, I'm sure, like a lot of suppliers run into this, is you know, what do you do when they want a hard product? being brought in yeah. and there's hard costs associated with it travel i mean food. yeah travel th- yeah totally i mean not I even get that far. let's say it's a local event and hey i want can you donate a couple speakers microphones and it's different i mean like our model is a little different than the fact that like we you're running the equipment yeah we don't we rent all the gear so because of that um we don't have the ability to just like, hey, I can show up with a speaker, throw it on a truck, I throw it in my pickup truck, and that paired with a bunch of different things that we do, like to like, I'm super remote, like I don't own a car, so like I can't throw it in my car and then just bring a speaker over if it was local, right? And because that makes it really difficult for me to like donate gear, but what I end up trying to do instead is like, how can I donate my time and expertise, yeah. and like, what's like the almost um like. I forget what the, the, the heck it's called, but you know, like on the teeter totter, like the, like the, 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 XY the, the, the yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like the, 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 the thing that allows you to kind of like take, uh, gosh, I'm just totally missing out on the science <laughs> word today. It's, it's, it's okay. definitely feeling, feeling like it's the end of the week for sure. But, um, like what's the fulcrum point? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah so yeah. I can do, it's very little effort for me, but it does its maximum yield for someone else. Yeah. And I, I think I always try to think about it in that way, you know, because yeah, I can, I, I can run a soundboard. Yeah, I can, you know, uh, show you how it gets all set up. Yeah, I can manage an AV co- like all these things like that. But like, what takes you can make a bigger big... impact, right? I yeah, mean, for sure. Like, how time. can you make a big, big splash with yeah. you know a little small pebble in some sort of way? Agreed. Um, like, I'm not I, sure if you've seen the same thing. No, no, I, I, I think I get you. Like, I, I could come to an event and bust tables. Um... <laughs> No, I don't mean that in like that, that's a, yeah. that's that's like a not real... like a downgrade way, but yeah, you're just no, no. saying like that's a, yeah, that's yeah, a thing yeah. I can do for sure, and like I I I have experience in it, and you know I could I don't know I don't know how it's been a, a decade and a half since I've done it, but um, I'm sure like riding a bike, I'd be able to you know hold twenty plates on a on a thing, and I could probably do that. Um, I couldn't. <laughs> don't have me. Do I that. couldn't. Yeah, at one point in my life, and then I could. Um, but it, it's a skill set, and, and I can help people and and whatever you know if some nonprofit needed whatever but like ultimately based on how i have developed my own skills i know that if i looked at how they you know what their strategies are in order to raise money or to um you know design an experience that would um beget more doning or donors etc i would be able to make a bigger impact based on the skills that i have so i'm not saying that like I wouldn't do that kind of work, you know, it, whatever. Like it's not beneath me. It's just that I am looking to make as much an impact when I invest my time with organizations uh, in, in, a, in a way, in a giving way as I can. Um, so it just depends on what you can give, right? You know, and in some instances, I, I, I don't, you know, it's very difficult for me to, you know, I don't know, uh, time is tough or whatever. So I give money. Other times I am more likely to give time uh, because I feel like the time is worth more than the money I could give. Uh, so like a sweat equity. So it's a balance for sure. Um, even with mentorship, right? Like I, um, for me, it's challenging because like, I don't uh, do work and similar to you, like in a, uh, in one specific place. Right. So like if I was 
in a, you know, did all my work in Cleveland, Ohio, or did, you know, any work in Cleveland, Ohio, then I would, you know, I'd probably find a college or do whatever uh, and, and give back more time uh, or within the industry or, you know, that, that way. But I, I don't, so I'm kind of spread all over the place. Um, even when I'm petitioned by foundations to give something for their nonprofits, mm-hmm. I, yeah, not only do I not, you know, have gear like you, I don't, there's no gear to what I do. It doesn't, <laughs> it's not, it's an irrelevant term. My gear is my laptop. Uh, so well, I don't for you, to... the, your time is so limited. Because it's all I mean, it like, is. Time is everything for you. Yeah. Right. It's all, it's the, it's the only product I have. So I give, uh, like gift certificates, which, you know, it seems lame, uh, in around the holidays, but I give gift certificates for, uh, hours of time, uh, to organizations that bid on that, uh, as a, you know, a fundraising device. Um, so like I have a template that I do a number of times a year where I, I, you know, give that away. I think most of us could do that. Um, you know, with the different foundations that exist. I mean, many of them have some sort of uh, auction or something like that. And again, if you feel like I don't have the money or whatever, um, my my gut is that you have expertise in something that you could give away. Even if like, let's say you're new to the industry, uh, I will tell you that when we do matchmaking with some for networking for certain shows, um, you know, I've always positioned it like this, that like the people in the earliest end of an industry still have a lot to give to people at the furthest end, even though they don't think that and both sides don't think that what they actually can give is insights into um, being early into an industry or being in their 20s. Uh, mm. So like you could give a gift yeah, certificate sure. of your time of a consultant of what a Gen Z person thinks of, you know, that person's website or their, their social media or just from a standpoint of, you know, like that um, viewpoint, everyone's an expert in their own experience and how they view the world. So, um, oh, for sure. I, I think you bring up such a solid point. I mean, like me getting involved, I think, in ILEA early on when, you know, like no one really, you know, knew who I was. I thought to myself, what's the value that I can really give? But then I realized like these like a lot of groups, a lot of people people I think downplay their expertise in different areas and they just don't realize like you can make a really big impact that if like, I was running a chapter and I had you as a potential person I would be like at first I'd be like oh well you know maybe we need somebody for AV or that kind of thing and then I if I would get to know you I'd be like oh my gosh can you do all of our systems yeah like, can you yeah, do all just... of our automation can you figure out like a content marketing strategy like I would it's not even about what you do it's about your business acumen that you, you happen to be like one of the best, you know, in, in, in the complete industry uh, and how you do that uh, stuff. Like I, it would be such a win for, a, you know, uh, an organization to be able to pick your brain and utilize your skills in that way uh, and create some kind of legacy that way. So it, it's not even necessarily what you do. It's, it's sometimes it's how you do it. Yeah, for sure. I can't agree more. I, I want to kind of come back to the mentorship portion that you were kind of talking about, too, because mm-hmm. I think, I'll, you know, like. Obviously, like donating your time for associations is obviously a great way to do your mentorship stuff. But a lot of times people don't realize, too, like the small impact of one on one mentorship, like you were totally. kind of talking about, like um, kind of, you were mentioning at the colleges, like if you were if you were able to get involved in the colleges, you, that'd be huge for you. Like I definitely have done the same thing. I came out of the Arizona State University um, special events management program and I go back and speak in all their classes. And we'll talk a little bit about speaking and presenting a little bit later. But I mean, I do it for absolutely no money. Yeah. I will say yes, a hundred percent. And it's like, no question. They like, they get done like, Oh yeah, we really hope you'll do this again next year. They email me and I'm like, yes, like I love this. And you know, a, it's really cool because 
I would have loved to have myself present in my my classes. I would have just I don't know what I would have done. I probably my company would have done even more successful than I did. But you know, it's interesting that the people who end up speaking, um, a lot of times I end up reaching out to them and being like, hey, you know. How can I work with you? And I end up getting clients that way. Um, some of my biggest clients came that way. But I, the thing I've always told whenever time I present to these students is I say, like, pull the student card. Like, let's go get lunch. I'm probably going to pay for lunch because I know that you don't – you know, you're a college student. And I and pick my brain. Ask me anything. And, I mean, what's great about it is it, – I mean, again, talk about this karma element of things just coming back around. A lot of them – I end up hiring because I'm like, wow, you're really, really smart. Like I got to have you on my team. But also I then a lot of times too, like these people go out to do awesome things and you're like, it just feels really, really awesome. And it, it literally, if I'm in town, it's usually a nighttime, you know, Tuesday night, I would probably be at home watching TV anyways. And I get so much value from it. I mean, that's one of my favorite ways of giving back is just even speaking in classes, mentoring, going to grab lunch with kids and just and kit kids <laughs> um and uh old you know just help me on that way yeah old man wills come come in in here now <laughs> yeah i mean i've had the opportunity to uh, it's funny I, I didn't go to college but i've had the opportunity to talk at a number of colleges um from a friend of mine who works uh as an adjunct professor uh of marketing uh and and talking about live events it's, it's funny to them i'm the live events guy not the marketing guy um, because there's all these different applications of marketing. So I got to talk about the events industry and where it intersects with marketing. Um, and that's been really fulfilling and interesting. And also, I think I get as much out of it, if not more, maybe than they do. Because I get all these different perspectives because I'm not, I'm not used to encountering people without the same biases I have, without the same, you know, language. Like, you know, I, I can't speak in acronyms. Um, like, it, it really, like, resets me. Uh, in a way that's like I find very fulfilling to what I do as well. Um, so there's that. Um, and then also like I, I don't know, like I was very transformative to me uh, to like in 2000, I think five to attend um, Cater Source as an example. And I, I saw people who I identified as the biggest in the industry. And what I did was uh, as the the sponge that I was and and to some extent still am. Uh, I sat next to them because I was like too intimidated to talk to them and uh, just listen to them. And literally, I got an invite to this table of people who knew each other for decades who I, I didn't even know like how to, you know, I, I was like, this is at a point in my career where I basically shut up a lot, which is hard to imagine, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, and, and just like, I just listened to them. And like the, the fact that they let me do that was pretty amazing. And they didn't think anything of it because they're, they're hospitality people. And they're just like, what are you doing sitting over there? You're the same, you know, I had lanyard on and looking like a, you know, uh, just came off the farm and uh, they, they brought me in and just had treated me like an equal really quickly. And I was like, man, this is an accelerator. Like these people could be, you know, could, could teach uh, the people who teach people. Uh, and here they are with like, just talking about war stories and, you know, things that I like don't never have to experience myself because I, now I, I've heard these stories. It's pretty great. And I think our industry is just wired for mentorship, uh, more so than, and many others. Um, and I think that if you have any kind of like feelings of intimidation, I'm like, well, that's so-and-so like, I don't believe there is a person in our events industry at all. I mean, this is definitely just from my point of view now. Um, that I would be like even remotely worried about going up to and be like, you know, and talking to like just out of the Oh, board. for sure. 
I think the the problem definitely is more so on the other end that most people don't take advantage of it. Yeah. Than there than there is people willing to give because I've noticed that everybody's willing to give their time and I, I mean there's who are some the biggest names in our right? industry? Who are the biggest yeah. names in the industry? Think of it right now. I mean, we could just go back to that most influential list, right? Of, yeah. Uh, of of people for sure. Oh, yeah. Go to those most influential lists. That's exactly a great point. I guarantee you, if you came off respect, you know, respectfully. Uh, and, you know, in a way that is, uh, you know, curious and in a way that is, you know, positive and upbeat or whatever to any one of those people. Um, I, I think that like their time is as precious as anyone's in our industry and they'd still give you, uh, the time of day, no problem anytime. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. not the case in all industries that imagine, you know, a group of doctors or lawyers or, you know, where, um, that's, you know, that's happening at, at the ju most junior level, right? Like there, or, or industries that are a little bit more standoffish, a little bit, maybe more developed. I don't know, um, that their guards are, you know, just wired to be up. I don't think ours are. I, and I think that's just, it, it's, it's such a powerful thing to eventually learn. You know, and I'm not saying that I learned it right out, of the, right out of the gate either, but like if you learn that and the other aspect of it, man, is it fulfilling when you come out on the other side? Like, again, I'm in I'm in this thing where I have nothing to give other people and they're giving me all this great insights and ideas and, and, and inspiring me to go beyond, you know, just thinking about being good in my market or making a little bit more business. But, you know, going and growing myself and never stopping. Um, and then to be on the other side, eventually to be able to say, like, I can you know, stoke the fires of passion in other people and I can, you know, help them find their way or, you know, give them insight. I mean, it's, it's just so personally fulfilling. It's, it, it's to me, it is, you know, and hopefully no one's listening. That is one of my clients. It's so much more fulfilling than when I get paid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it really is. I'm not saying that just to be whatever, because like it, my wife would be a great person to back me up on this because she knows I could make more money than I, than I do. Uh, I really, I get so much more um, joy out of impact than I do uh, anything else I do. And then I have, you know, again, I have this mission, which is to advance the events industry globally. Uh, and, and to do so requires me to uh, focus on whatever I can do to make the people in the events industry the best they can be in order to make attendee experiences the best they can be. Um it, it, it is like there is no difference for me working with a client and getting paid to do that than it is for me to volunteer. It's the same mission. Yeah, for sure. I, I think you bring up a, like a super – I mean like I think everyone here – I think obviously as case in point that everyone in the industry is willing to be a mentor. It's more so the mentees who aren't willing to reach out. So how can you scale mentorship? Um, I was just thinking about I've that and that. like how can we do it more often? Um but one one thing that um, – and I know you have a ton of tactical tips for this. But one thing I always recommend is if you're interested in doing mentorship and helping people, make it as easy as possible for you to give that mentorship. So, for example, use a tool like Calendly or like you know HubSpot's meeting tool, whatever it may be, to set up like a, a calendar and maybe even just call it your mentorship one where maybe you only want to do it at night times or grab coffees and lunches and you should launch slots. But make it this calendar where people can book the time on it and you don't have to like vet and go back and forth. And so someone says to you – Hey, I'm really interested. Can you can we talk? I would just love to learn a little bit. You can just say yes 
and give them this link and do it because I think a lot of times we end up getting stuck in mentorship as we feel like, oh, there's a lot of back and forth and this and that. And I always tell like anyone who wants to get mentored by me, I said, the easiest way to get my attention is be in front of me, either a video call or in person. And let's use that calendar invite. Don't send me questions via email because I'm not going to write back, you know, a ton of feedback. And, I, and that might seem like selfish in some ways, but I know that like if you email me asking a bunch of questions, I'm going to snooze that email until I have yeah. um quote unquote air quotes meet minute. And that's going to be months from now. And yeah. I want to give you give you feedback and be actionable. Um, but figure out a way like that. What works for you to, for you to just flip that switch again, like almost like that again, that fulcrum point. And I know that word. I'm just going to keep using it over and over again um, to a little little effort. And high yield. I love so. that. I, I love the uh, making it systematic. I mean, again, I, we were talking off air about this, about how lawyers, uh, they, you know, every minute that you spend with a lawyer is a billable hour. That said, almost all lawyers engage in pro bono work, but pro bono work isn't done just for anybody, right? So, like, I'm a consultant. If I were to say, here's my schedule, you know, mentorship, someone would be like, all right, so I've been in the industry for 20 years and I need to be able to figure out how I can get 5% increase in sales this year. I'm like, that's not really mentorship, you know, <laughs> like, so Mike, I would need some sort of qualif qualifier uh, in order to do that. And and similar to like how lawyers have pro bono work, like I, I could imagine, and I, I've done this before when it comes to like catering, because if anyone is hit up, by the way, for, you know, freebies and giving, it's it's caterers because everyone needs food, you know. Um, so uh, I did this for a catering company I worked at where there was a, it was a survey that they had to fill out. So like you you want something for free? Okay, great. Um, we you know we do X amount per year, uh, uh, you know towards that. And we have a point system for it. So fill this information out and we'll get back to you, letting you know if you know if 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 fit between our our giving program for the year and. Um, it asked, it asked mission centric questions to our mission, you know, if, to see if it, it was a good match, um, you know, and a, and a priority. Right. So I could I could easily see the equivalent done for mentorship being done of like, OK, you know, are you a student? Are you not a student? Are you this? And then it would just weigh that on a score and it would say, like, this is an ideal person for you to talk to versus, again, like someone who's looking for like sales advice. You know, it just ends up being like consulting for free. Again, yeah, I, I think anyone could do that. Really? It's a survey monkey. I, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, like, it, I don't know if it's necessarily has to spit out a score, but, like, yeah, if you're having issues where too many people are coming, I, I mean, let's be honest, Nick, you're probably on, like, the far end of people that are getting asked for, like, tons of help. Julius and you is have worse. to filter, yeah, yeah, and you have to filter, right? Like, you know, there's, there's probably only a certain amount of people, but probably our listeners probably aren't at that level. If you are, Fair. that's awesome. Build the system like Nick had, like, that's great. But, it, it, yeah, if you're just looking for a very, very simple way to just kind of pre-vet people so you're making a maximum income, yeah, just set up a survey, survey monkey, a Google a Google form. Or a doodle. Something like that. You know, like yeah, what, where you just have one spot. Again, if you think that, like, anyone coming at you at the point in your career is all equal, um, you know, and, like, there just is the demand and supply hasn't really, you know, uh, maximized on one side or the other, then, yeah, absolutely. Just leave one spot per week or per month or whatever for that uh, yeah. spot and first come, first serve. Um, but if you if you have no if you're not mentoring anybody right now, right? Don't build these systems like that's right. right. Honestly, I'm not, like yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Like don't don't create all this. Like, hey, that's more work for you to be able to do this, and it's, it creates this like oh man, I have all these things to do. I have to set up this survey, but like just go and do it again. Like just go just speak leave a spot in your calendar and and, and uh, yeah, and then automate or 
I'm, I'm already in the systems already, but like tweet out every once in a while. I don't know. I'm trying to make it so it's less complicated uh, that you have, uh, you know, this time that's open and then put a link on it and then people can put themselves on your calendar. And that's great. Uh, people will really look forward to that. But the, the like creating less friction uh, between, you know, connecting with people, I think, is what's important until the point where, again, like you get this equilibrium. Um but yeah, I, I think if you own a business, then that's the other level. What your business gives, right? Um, that's where I think I utilize more of that um, uh, that kind of gate, uh, you know. So someone isn't giving their audiovisual services out every single day, or you know, <laughs> yeah, like, and yeah. devaluing what what we do, right? So there's a difference between someone saying I work for free uh, versus I give back, right? Like those are those yeah, are two different sure. two different ideas. But I, I take your point that both are, are, re- are net revenue zero. Um, and that's where it gets complicated. I think that to me, it's just like have a have a you know a set amount per year of time or money or resources that you're that you you believe that you would like to give back, and then figure out some kind of system that allows you to maximize your impact uh, by giving to the people who qualify in the way that you want to qualify, uh, and then you don't have to feel like you have to you know have a sob story or feel bad or you just you're like look I you know I. I hear what you're saying. I have a finite amount of resources and I want to give back in the way that, you know, it fulfills my mission uh, and, the, you know, is most important. Um, and then just have your qualifiers and there you go for your business. I think I was trying to apply that to personal, but I think for a business, it makes more sense. Yeah, I think one of the things, um, too, like if you're looking for a figure out a way to get your business to give back more, I mean, like this is probably one of the biggest uh, issues, too. First thing is you have to create a culture of giving uh, as well. Just in the fact that I've seen the opposite, where I've seen the opposite culture of giving, where I've seen companies, I've sat on, you know, association boards where employees, where everyone looks and says, we need XYZ. And then everyone looks at the person who works for the company that obviously does that. And then the person says, I mean, to be honest, like the 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 yeah, they're not going to go for it. Like the a the leaders, they know the the leader's just going to say no, and you can't create that like absolutely no kind of mentality. Um, and again, like this is something that I struggle with because I know most of the time I can't help by donating audiovisual gear, but I don't say no. I always just wait until someone comes and asks me and says, "Hey, can you donate speakers and lights for X Y Z?" And be like, to be honest, like this, here's my model, here's why I can't do that, but. What else can I do? What like how else can I help for this? Is maybe you know I always like to say like I'm like I can always go back to my team and see who's available and who wants to help, I think, and you know, maybe they can volunteer. But you have to create that like culture of it. Otherwise, it becomes just hard no, and then you, before you know it, it's built in the culture of no, we don't get back. Or you just build resentment, you know, from people coming at you, and you get jaded and whatever, and you kind of like lose um, the the giving feeling, right? Like it just becomes like your guards up too much. Uh, I think if you had like a formalized give back program i know that sounds like something that is like really corporate but it doesn't have to be it could just be a you know a page in your website that says you know um we you know we're and also it is marketing too right like to show that you do give back so like we you know we, we give x amount of hours per year you know for these kind of things based on organizations that qualify you know of our aligned mission etc so if you feel like you know this is something that you would do you know fill this out etc uh, and then show some pictures of wins and things you've done just so you can you know obviously maybe leverage um the fact that you are a giving you know organization i think that if you're looking for buy-in on the top to be able to um, you know, give back more. I think what you need to do is, you know, build it and not just say we should give back more. And that that's dropping a problem on someone's lap. 
you need to build out a system and say, okay, we're calling it, you know, X amount, whatever the company's name gives back. Uh, it's a web page. Uh, it's a page on our website. Uh, it makes us look good. It, it creates positive brand equity. It aligns us with organizations that also give back, which, by the way, are always going to be the bigger, better ones. Um, it has a system that gates it. So it's not like we're just opening the flood doors to every, you know, everyone for every reason. Um, and it also in, in on the internal end, there's X amount of hours that we were asking our team members to give, uh, that are, you know, built into part of this. And then we, we, again, we've, we've created this culture. It has like a, you know, a logo or it has a, it has a purpose, whatever it is. And it's a, it's a fully formed idea. If you are working for an organization, I mean, if you're, if you're own, if you own one, just do it. But if you're working for an organization, um, if you were to bring to somebody like Will a fully fleshed out idea like that, I'm going to tell you that like, and I'm not speaking necessarily for you right now, but I, I've been in this situation before uh, of the person putting it in front of somebody, um, the, the, the likelihood of, of someone buying into that and cutting through the red tape is much higher because you, you thought it through. Um, and also you've, you've shown that it has a business, you know, of a value to it. Uh, and also if you can tie it to the, the organization's, you know, mission itself, um, then, uh, you know, I think that you have a really hard time for the organization, you know, visionary to say no to that, right? You're like, well, I, I designed this based on what you said that we're here to do. <laughs> uh, I got buy-in from the team. I have a plan. There's a strategy. Uh, there's a way we won't get hurt. What do you think? I mean, that anyone in an organization, if you don't have something like that, or if you can refine something like that, um, boy, that would be not only are you giving back, but you're creating a legacy of give back that would be potentially out, outlive you. Oh, I love that. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, that's one of the things I started to think about as I get older, too, is like, what is my legacy? And man, oh, God, that might be just a full episode in itself. Yeah, what that I mean, looks like. That's a, we should put that in our notes right now. We should talk about <laughs> legacy. I mean, for me, that's a big one, right? Like, I think about like, because I've spent my entire career uh, in my, you know, not my adult life and also some of my childhood in the events industry. Uh, and so when I think about my legacy, it is absolutely not how much money I made. It has nothing to do with that. I don't even, I don't even know what that would be. Uh, not that it's so huge. I don't know. I just don't pay to the aggregate <laughs> over the, I don't know, whatever that is weird diatribe. But um, I think uh, when I think of legacy, it, it's, it's, you know, it's the contributions that I've made to the industry as the whole uh, it's it's elevation and and working on elevating the the way that we you know think about ourselves, uh, the way that that we can um, you know make a difference in other people's lives, and then it's giving back directly, which for me um, personally is my uh, it's a bunch of different things, but uh, the number one with a bullet is my um, relationship with the Search Foundation. Mm, yeah, so let's we'll talk a little bit about that. So, I mean, we wanted to kind of talk about foundation. I think that's like the obvious giving back, like all yeah. money and people who are asking for money. Mm -hmm. um, talk a little bit about maybe let's highlight maybe you mentioned one of them. Maybe if we want to list out the ones that we know of um, sure. so people who don't know of any foundations can kind of at least have ones to kind of peruse. Yeah. Um, so, so which ones do, uh, are you kind of aware of if you want to kind of list them all out? Well, I mean, so all, almost every association uh, within the events industry has their own foundation. Um, so PCMA has a foundation, uh, ASAE does, uh, MPI does, SITE does. Uh, uh, I know the International Caterers Association has their education foundation. Um, so all of these associations, NACE has one, uh, you name it, right, IAEE, um, they all have a foundation. The majority of them are educational foundations. 
um, that allow people to go to their conferences uh, and get their education um, because they know that they have something that is of value and they know that there's people who need to uh, take in that value who don't necessarily have the economic means to to you know be in the right place at the right time. Uh, so they uh, provide, you know, either at the chapter level or at the uh, international or national level, the opportunity to, uh, to for people to give money in order to pay for the the, the needs uh, to get those people at those places. Um, I had mentioned the Search Foundation, uh, an organization. I think I'm in year was it 2019, seven or eight uh, on the board. Uh, I have another three years coming, and I've also been told I'm never allowed off, um, <laughs> which is fine. Uh, I'm there, uh, you know, I serve at the, uh, the pleasure of the, uh, uh, chairperson and, uh, if they need me, they need me. If they don't, then they don't. I totally understand. Uh, but, uh, it's been a, a number of years and, uh, the search foundation is association agnostic. So we, um, we don't favor any associations. We don't, you know, work exclusively with any associations. Uh, and we are not an educational foundation. We are a foundation that gives money to individuals, uh, in in the midst of personal crisis, and that um, is sometimes confusing because it's broad uh, in language, but really more often than not, it, it means that there are individuals who are experiencing a health uh, scare, uh, a, a concern in their lives that it makes it uh, difficult or impossible for them to earn a living, uh, or uh, they have experienced some sort of natural disaster, which has also taken away their ability to, uh, you know, earn living temporarily or, or worse. Um, so in that effort, we uh, produce a number of events throughout the year um, that uh, end up raising funds. Uh, we also work with uh, any association uh, who is willing to uh, produce events that will uh, have us as their uh, philanthropic uh, choice. Um, it ends up, um, the reality of it is, is that it, it ends up being, uh, ILEA more often than not, um, because, um, I think for a couple reasons, they do not have a foundation because they've said, uh, throughout the years that it makes more sense for them to focus on their needs and to give back through search. Um, and the other reason is, is that, um, we are a very diverse in donor base, uh, organization as uh, similar to ILEA. Uh, so like, I think our missions overlap, like if you, meaning if you are a part-time waiter at a, um, hotel uh, that, you know, works on events, as long as you're, you're, you are a member of the events industry, like we have no snobbery or, uh, anything about that. Like you, you are as valid of a, a member of the events industry as the CEO of, uh, an organization, you know, that has, you know, a hundred, you know, thousand, uh, team members doesn't matter. Like you're in the events industry. If, if you can prove that it, you are in actual need uh, and you qualify in, in a way that we actually take away, um, we make you completely anonymous. So we don't know who we're giving the money to directly. It's a point system and, and all the details are redacted by our executive. Um, that's that. So the money that people give us through um, these events and also uh, annual giving. So like that we have a, 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 an aspect of what we do called the Search 100, which are um, individuals who uh, pledge to give $100 a uh, month in perpetuity uh, in order to uh, have money that we can count on. Uh, it's another way that people can give back, um, you know, all the time. All that said, it just means that we are 
we, we try to be in our own lane uh, and give back to people uh, who are adding to the events industry, um, but just aren't reaping uh, or haven't maybe, well, I was about to say repped, uh, haven't uh, experienced the same volume uh, of, uh, of, you know, positives that we have at this moment in time, right? And we've had people who have been, to me, the best stories, you know, because I get to hear a lot of these stories. Uh, and again, they have to come from them. Like we, we don't know them, them are themselves, but if people forward this information to us, you know, uh, in face to face, then, you know, we're happy to hear these stories. Um, people who are, have been in a down point in their lives, who've given, uh, who've been the beneficiary of monies from search, who now monthly, every single month, give back to search. Like to me, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, totally. And it's funny. So I was talking to um, um, kind of a foundation getting set up for my my old high school, and they were talking about how they wish they had some sort of way to be able to do a system like that. And immediately I thought of search as just like how it's so easy just to set up that kind of subscription model mm -hmm. um, and to make it really easy. And it's also not a big lump sum. It's not like a thousand dollars right at the end of the year when you're expecting to buy gifts for Christmas and everything like that. The little element one at a time, I think really, really helps. And I, I think you connected. The... I think like that's one of the best things I like from it. Like I, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm connected cause I like, I work on something for search almost every day. Um, but still like when I, I get that good feeling of giving each month. I mean, like I, I could pay annually too, I guess I just like subscription models because my, like the rest of my life is in that in that way anyway, too. Uh, I just think of life in a, in a, in a series of monthly, you know, things that automatically come out of my, uh, uh, you know, bank, but the, uh, seeing that every month is also nice. Like I, I get an automated, I mean, I set up, set these up, so like whatever, but <laughs> I get this automated, uh, e email from our CRM, you know, thanking me for the donation. But, um, I don't know. I just, I just like the connectivity bit of it. I think it's, it's an important thing. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, I mean, what, one thing too, I think like everyone should definitely take out, check, check out search. I mean, I definitely gets my endorsement for sure. I, I think we've done an event icons episode for sure on it. Um, I feel like we've done a ton of content on search, so I don't want to like beat my, beat my dead yeah, horse totally. with, no, but I mean like definitely go, if you haven't heard of search, just go check it out. Um, and I think there's ways to support it too, that aren't monetary as well. And the fact that like, oh, yeah. just spreading the word, I mean like, that's it. Like, like, most people don't know we exist because we're, yeah. We're yeah. a, I mean, everyone on the board, like we're volunteers. Like that's an unpaid thing, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would assume that people think it's obvious. Uh, and so our means are limited by the amount of, you know, of a, a little bit over a dozen people who live in different cities um, to get the word out. And, uh, you know, like we do the best we can with the time that we have. But like people letting other people know or like, asking their association chapter, hey, um, you know, do, could we have a give back event or something like that? There's there's so much more you can do to give back to the events industry that isn't monetary. It's just thoughtfulness and top of mind and just a willingness to give back. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, and one of the big things too. I mean, like when it comes to the the, uh, I mean, these foundations and everything like that. Find the one that that speaks to you the most. I mean, like in Nick and I's case, I think Search is definitely that one, um, for sure. But I mean, like there's all these other ones. MPI has a foundation. PCMA has a foundation. Um, ASAE has a foundation. Um, Site has a foundation. And I mean, like you even uh, put notes in here too for ones that like I hadn't even heard of. Like, um, I mean, this one's a mouthful for sure. The International Caterers Association Educational Foundation. ICAEF. Um, yeah. Uh, the destinations. I built their website Foundation. as, as uh, 
you know, as a give back thing. Right. So, uh, it's, uh, there's a million of them. Right. And I think honestly, like if you were to figure out like, who's the people that you want to give back to the most for me here, here's the line, the people who gave me the most, there's not much I can give them because they've made it. They're smart. You know, there's whatever. Um, I can give back to them by giving back to the people who need me, not by giving directly back to the people that gave me. Yeah. I think that's interesting too. You bring up a good point too that like if you can't give back and help someone who maybe helped you, ask them who they want to help and you channel that then to be able to – um, help in that way. I think like, you know, it's kind of like that, uh, that, that age old question that people always ask are like, Hey, we're going to make a gift in your honor. And you're like, Whoa, really? You're going to do that for me? Like, okay. Yeah. Like I'll help this foundation out that I really care about. And, you know, so, you know, I think there's ways too that, you know, if you're getting mentored by someone and they're like, you know, they don't need the money or they don't need the time, just say to them, like, what can I do for you? And, I mean, I, I know I've, I've asked got that, that question gift. too of Nick, of Nick, it's and Nick great. always says, "Reach out to Search for yeah, sure." Yeah, <laughs> I've had that gift for me of people that have gave to Search in my name, and it's pretty awesome. Like it, I can, I can definitely, they're definitely remember the people who did that because uh, it made a mark on my mind, and uh, you know more so than maybe of a just a gift of one more thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, honestly, giving back, it should, it should be a circle. Uh, and not a, a line that goes one way and then goes back the same way. Uh, I mean, it can be, but like, I mean, I, I also have had a few instances in my life where I can really remember um, feeling extraordinarily proud by uh, by being in a position to mentor someone who was my mentor. I mean, that's a rare thing. I think that you, you can eventually, potentially, the magic of that is to, uh, be in a position where you are, you know, you are growing and you are learning new things. Uh, and then also having a mentor who doesn't stop growing, um, who is also really thirsty about learning new things. Like mine would, as an example, would be Meryl Snow. Like I learned a ton from Meryl Snow uh, in my career and continue to. I mean, I still go to all her sessions. Uh, and then I've had an opportunity to work for her uh, in some things that I specialize in. Um, and I was like, man, what a what a special moment to be able to, um, you know, to give back directly to a person who gave you back and, and have it be valid. Uh, again, I don't think that's the, the the line it usually goes, but like if you have like that luck, like I, I I'll tell you that it's it's a really special feeling. Definitely, definitely. Um, any other like pieces you think that for pe- for how people can give back? I hate to um, say, in the events industry. Yeah, I hate to say this because it seems self serving, but uh, and you know there's a, there's also other fringe benefits to it if I'm being honest. But this is right now maybe you know content that you create that it helps people. Um, you know, you could feel like, boy, you know, you could look at like the ROI on content marketing again, a thing I do all the time and you could draw a straight line to, you know, your funnel and, you know, you can, but if, if it's like almost justifiable, like it's, you know, it's not killing you, it's not crushing you, but you know that like one of the intangible benefits are, is that you can go to bed knowing that you, you put out information that can help people when they need it. Um, I want to tell you that like that should push you over the edge to create that content. So, you know, engage with your industry in, in a form of content, um, you know, go out and speak if you have something that you feel passionate about. And even if the degree you're like, you have enough of um, thing that m- many people suffer from, which is imposter syndrome. Even if you feel like that's something that's weighing on you, just consider yourself an avenue to open up a conversation 
about a topic, you know, you're, you don't, if, if you can't, you know, swallow the idea that you're an authority, fine. You can be the one that can say, and I use my Facebook for this almost, almost exclusively where I like, I put out an idea, not as, as a subject matter, matter expert in certain things, but uh, in a way that I get a diverse group of people talking about something. And I feel like that's a contribution that is valid. Um, so, you know, don't keep your passion inside of you get it out into the world and see if you can spark that in others because you have no idea where that can lead. Like it, it, it's really, you know, for me, I, I've had conversations on this podcast that have led to discussions that I'm going to be presenting on topics related to this, which I know will then in turn com- create conversations around, you know, their, their association chapter, uh, you know, post event, uh, you know, wrap up kind of like networking where they're going to be talking to two people I don't know are going to be talking about it. Like, just keep it going. Yeah, I mean, like, like I don't want to seem self-fulfilling too, for, but definitely on the content side, when I first started it, it was not, you know, like, yeah, I mean, like I'm a marketer. I think we, everyone knows that. So I don't want to make it seem like it was purely selfless, but I mean, there's a lot of times where we build content. We have no idea if it's going to make any money back, but we just know it's the right thing to share and the right thing to get out and the right thing to talk about. Um, and, you know, I mean, it, it definitely is one of those things, too, where I think like our industry is craving for n- new, unique opinions and voices coming out. So, like, I mean, I would love for someone to throw crazy ideas at me and say, like, I'd love to do X, Y, Z and this. I'm like, cool. No one's talking about that. Well, yeah, let's talk about it. You know, like. I think that that helps so much, and especially for the people just coming into the industry, those people are using Google to find things. They're looking on social media for information. They learn a lot from this because there's no formal – I mean as we talked about in past episodes, there's no formal education to this. So the best thing you can do is get help get that content out there um, and share your unique opinion, and I think that um, – that, that gives back so much in being able to help also the industry have a unique voice and a diverse voice as well, um, which, um, you know, I will definitely admit, I mean, as one of the larger producers of content in the industry, um, there, it, I don't want to be the only one. I would love for there to be more and more opinions and more and more thoughts. And like, I crave to have that sort of stuff. And I mean, to be honest, if you're looking for a platform to do it, just give me a shout because I want to, I want to be able to help get those unique, diverse opinions out there. And I think it, it just helps us. Um, it's how we started this. I mean, Will, yeah. Will's yeah. came to me and it's like, I want to do more along these lines. And we had a discussion about different things that could be, et cetera. And like, honestly, if this was a whole podcast about or me spending, uh, an hour, hour and a half, or whatever it is, a week, uh, thinking, of, uh, t- trying to impress people about how much I know about event marketing, like I, I wouldn't, I, I don't need that. Like I don't, I don't want that. It's, it's kind of like that doesn't give me the feeling. But like me being able to say, you know, boy, there's a lot of stuff we actually talk about that I think if more people knew about or made more people identify with, that it was in their mind, uh, that they believed it might empower them and embolden them to be like, oh, I'm not the only one. That's to me again like more fulfilling uh than it would be uh, somebody somebody like messaging us after this and saying like hey you know i always thought about this and i'm gonna go ahead and do that like and knowing that that made an impact on an individual or or an organization uh more so than like someone saying like boy i I listen to you every week talking about event marketing and i think i want to hire you i mean like that's fine obviously i want that but like it it isn't it isn't nearly i mean i hate to say this again i'm I'm like shooting myself in the foot it's not nearly as (laughs) exciting to me as someone saying like you know like you made it seem really simple 
and you 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 took away the barriers to something that I, I I do, and then it brings me joy, and I you know like that would be, you know like that's the the warm fuzzies that that giving can give me more more so than just like trying to hard sell people. So content yeah, can do that. I mean, it really can, and I think that like my my content marketing uh, strategies for organizations, even the one I, conversation I was having prior to this uh, podcast, uh, is always starts from this premise add value to the lives of people consuming the content. That's the mission, you know, in all content marketing and like and everything like else. Will like come. the giving back full circle right there is yeah. like the, just, you know, give back to the, and add value give to, back. to other people. Figure out what that is and whether it's, yeah, monetary time, energy, uh, knowledge, you know, that's, I think one of the best things that you can do to be able to give back to the events. Be industry. active, you know, like don't be a passive member of the events industry. And uh, and if you make a living, if you're paying your bills by what happens to the events industry, you know, like then you you owe it something, you, you know, you owe it more than just I the agree. time you put in. Oh yeah, can't couldn't agree anymore, for sure. Um, man, should we should we wrap this up one with a a nice tidy bow? I mean, that was I felt like just such a good like point to kind of end on. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think that we can get into the weeds, you know, on on this all day, but I think ultimately, um, I think that. Every one of us individually and as organizations needs to sit down and say, not, not only what will my legacy be, you know, in the big scheme of things, but like, what am I doing this year, you know, 2020, what am I doing to give back and, and making that not something that I, I, I hope I do, or that's something that I, I wish to do, or, or I feel like I probably will do, but like saying, I, I'm going to give back this year. And I'm going to do it this way. And, and then you're going to find yourself feeling really good about it. And you're going to find that that's going to be probably something that you invest more time into because it's going to be more fulfilling than you think. That all said, uh, yes, you yes. can, you can, get, I, I, if you, if so you, awesome. if you feel anything like, uh, you know, if you have any stories of, of ways that people have given back to you, if you're looking for ideas or, or, or ways that you can give back anything around that um, back and forth conversation, like I think you should continue that. Um, if you go to eventbrew.com, you'll be able to see the show notes. I'm sure we'll have some links to some of these association foundations, uh, and other groups that you can give back directly if you've never heard of them. So you can kind of weigh in uh, as an, an idea for you to, you know, make an impact there. Um, so all those links and resources, uh, are, uh, shared and the, the transcripts and, uh, will be there as, as well as your ability to subscribe on the platform of your choice. You can give back to us <laughs> by rating and reviewing us, uh, which is a, a little bit of time, but um, you know we would we, it actually makes a huge uh, deal for us, and we really appreciate it. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, uh, Pocket Cast, Google Play, Spotify, uh, and uh, again, anything you'd like to, uh, us to you know, consider uh, talking about, you know, to give you know uh, your uh, platform uh, a raise it or you know ideas that you have to make an impact on the events industry. Use us as a conduit for that. Email us at eventbrew at uh, helloendless.com. And if it makes sense to what we're, you know, trying to do as well, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, give you a, a boost and we'll, we'll uh, see if we can uh, make an impact that way too. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys all on the next episode of Event Brew. Nick, should this be a goodbye? Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Event Brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.